TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you, and I am so excited. Cue the music. We are back together. The number one wellness expert on the planet. He is the genie of genes, Dr. Damien Christoph. How are you, great man? <laughs> oh, great, Piercy. Hey, great editing job by you, by the way, um, in getting those um, audios up from our little event that we ran in Sandringham our, a few our months ago. Our little event, our sold-out event, our one-time only, no extra room in the room event. There was no, yeah, there was no spare seats, was, was there? People oh, were sitting on the floor and standing at the back. I know, but you did a great job editing that because I was like, my gosh, how? Like, Firstly, you spoke for ages. And secondly, I didn't know how you could shorten my my one down to just two episodes. So anyway, well done. I listened to them both, um, all four of them actually, and um, had a little chuckle. I thought you were funny. Um, I thought I was hilarious, but you were uh, anyway, funnier than I was. I got, a bit, I got a bit deep and heavy. I can't believe you thought that I took the rug from under you in relation to talking about nutrition. I felt so bad. I felt, I felt like I'd whipped you in front of everyone. Yeah, that's how and, I felt on the night. That's how I felt on the night. But maybe it was because there was a wake like next door, and I was already feeling a bit down about Jess. You know, so maybe yes. it was that. But. Uh, rest in peace, Jess. Uh, but anyway, on a brighter note, you did a great job editing that. And I know I enjoyed listening to it again and just kind of listening to the things that we spoke about. And I tell you what, I got so excited about going back to Ikaria and Sardinia. I got it. It was unreal. Like I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How cool is that? And to everyone who was there going, I'm sick of you guys talking about Ikaria and Sardinia. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. And to everyone that's not been – um, listening lately we haven't really been together and recorded since we were together in melbourne i've been traveling around doing lots of talks largely unavailable you've been playing golf making quarterfinals of big events almost making the front page of the herald sun you're in such good golfing form at the minute but there has been a lot happening in the longevity space that we need to talk about regardless I've got a bone to pick with you actually before we go any further oh shivers hold on the other day you were in Melbourne and you were out hanging out and I was at home sitting there by myself and there you are out hanging out with mates in Melbourne, no Guernsey for Damo, like nothing. It was like you snuck down to Melbourne, didn't even say g'day. You know, could, one of the, this is this is one of the, the worst secret travel hacks. Of, I couldn't uh, believe it. Since we're going like, to get stuck in a biohacking, one of the wow. biggest and worst and most guilt-ridden travel hacks I have is when I'm traveling to a place, particularly my homeland, of Melbourne, Victoria, and I know that I'm on a tight schedule. And you I don't, don't tell. tell people that I'm going yeah. because I'm just going to be telling them I'm coming and, I, and I'm and i not going to be able to see you. But which, I could have come and joined you and Ash. I would have been there with Ash. Yeah, but, then, but I haven't had that quality time with Ash. I was staying at his house. you gotta, you got to stop segmenting. Now, now, that, you pick- now that you are digging a hole for me and I'm going to get smashed by my family for going to Melbourne and not telling them, yeah. I'm coming down for your 50th. In yep. not too long, and I'm not telling anyone that I'm coming. And now everyone knows because you're digging a hole for me on this podcast. And now I'm going to get grief from my mum and my dad and my sisters Secrets. and my schoolmates because yep. all I'm doing is coming to your 50th and then getting back on a plane and coming home. Yeah. Yep. 
So when you travel well, to a place where you've got lots of friends, <laughs> don't tell everyone and don't have a podcast and don't put it on social media because your podcast co-host will dig you a grave that you can't get out of. Now, yeah. speaking of graves, Dave Asprey doesn't <laughs> want to dig one. He no. never wants a grave. He's determined to live his life uh, and dedicate it to undigging a grave. And his latest attempt at undigging that grave and never having to hop in it is gene therapy, also known as, in his words, follow statin gene therapy. Ugh. This is his Ugh. path to adding years to your life. I am going to just pepper you with questions because he has been peppered with all kinds of comments and all kinds of all kinds hate. of backlash. Hate. hate. Strong word. The hate. The hate's real. Like the hate's bigger for this bloke at the moment than it is for the Carlton and Collingwood football clubs. Like <laughs> so this is big. A very divisive um, world in longevity, which is just becoming bigger and bigger and bigger as an industry. It's almost taking overtaking wellness as a longevity. It's now it's a whole different sector. But mm. gene therapy from a let's call it a wellness longevity leader where I feel like, and maybe I'm just a sheltered little Byron boy that feels like gene therapy was spoken around really uh, heavily around vaccines over the COVID period because in, in Dave Asprey's post, which we'll pop a link to in the in the show notes, like the very first thing he said was, I um, you know, he took gene therapy but not mRNA because I feel like you need to put that in every comment now around gene therapy. But can we mm. get a bit of health professional context from you around what is gene therapy and why would a wellness, well, I would say a longevity wellness leader, go down this path? Um, because a lot of people are going to be confused by this, whether this is the path. So can you give us your, I'm kind of, you know, yeah, can you give us your views? Yeah. Well, gene therapy is essentially the manipulation of the human genome. Um, and you know, much the same as um, a, a car mechanic manipulates the carburetor um, of the car. It's making the gene do something that it's not meant to be doing. Like it's it's actually trying to move it in a different direction. So in this case, using this particular therapy, the whole thing um, is designed around slowing the aging process um, by affecting different metabolic markers such as lean muscle mass and so on and so forth. Now, in theory, it all sounds unbelievably good. It all sounds really, really good. Um, but there's a number of questions that come up for me, PC, with it. So when you manipulate or take control over the genome, which is what they did um, during that pandemic phase where that we lived through in 2019, I know that if we mention it, um, this podcast gets cancelled for somehow like it gets a little. Have you seen that? It, it, it gets a little warning on it. Have yeah, you seen or that? No, on Instagram they put the little question marks or exclamation. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 No, you're right. Um, yeah. You just mentioned the word, so we're probably going to get one of those public health information stamps on. You know, <laughs> be careful Maybe because I mentioned gene therapy or mRNA, but something like there's an AI something at the moment reading listening to what it is that we're saying and then we get cancelled like if you know if and get this little stamp on our podcast but um back then they were, they were manipulating our genes by throwing in there um, like a messenger rna um pre-protein transcription um gene 
particle parcel to make our genes do something to um, basically affect our immune system. So create a spike protein to make our immune system fight that so that when we got infected um, by this pandemic virus, um, we would have a lesser infection. Um, and of course, we now know in hindsight that many people still did get infected um, and some people still died uh, despite having been um, injected with that particular uh, gene therapy. Um, but that in itself, in its essence, is gene therapy. And essentially, um, Dave Asprey has found a way to manipulate his genes with a particular drug um, that he says is safe despite it causing infertility. So um, you might want to just ask some questions maybe. I don't no, you just know, a bomb in there. You just well, an absolute bomb in there. It actually says, like it actually says, the multiple forms of this particular drug, um, it causes infertility by binding to an inhibiting actin, thereby decreasing follicle-stimulating hormone production by the pituitary gland. In other words, it affects your brain. Um, it has 10 times lower binding. Um, so 288 two, is the one that causes infertility and 344 is the one that he's using. So it has 10 times lower binding infinity. Um, but the wording that he uses here, it's that it's been shown in experiments. He says our experiments, so he must have something to do with this company, our experiments to cause a significant decrease in follicular hormone. So he's basically saying that it doesn't cause a significant decrease, but that might still mean that it creates a decrease. Monkey well, studies and male and female human experiments have not shown any effect on fertility hormones or sperm is what he says, but I don't know. Like I'm, uh, I'm really nervous about it, mate. It makes me feel a bit icky. Yeah. So this is, you know, this is the great philosophical conversation that I feel like we could have forever because this is what is becoming more and more divisive in this aging well and longevity space. If people look at the comments on this post by Dave Asprey, there is a lot of, um, I just, you know, you know, just to, you know, directly quote, you know, something tells me that God, the designer, again, this is very faith-based, you know, did not intend for us humans with greed on our heart and constant disrespect for his laws to start messing with the genetic code. Pretty sure he knew much better than us. Dave Asprey comes back and says, you are messing with your genetic code every time you eat a French fry. Epigenetics. If you respect the body God gave you, maintain it with every tool you have. Seems obvious. Someone else has gone on to say, why are we so obsessed with prolonging life? Doesn't anyone have faith anymore? And Dave Asprey says, I'll spend my time here in a state of maximum energy rather than dying a slow death, which has become the norm. And that is what I want to pick up on Dave Asprey's philosophy. Yeah. Does he believe that dying a slow death is the norm because i would like to think that the people that we've interviewed over the years and even the ones that we've interviewed that have died two weeks after we interviewed them yeah yeah did not die a slow death they had a vitality and a vibrancy up until their dying days yeah and does dave and i don't want to sound so negative and oh my gosh he's so commercial but is there a potential that he is embarking on a commercial opportunity to remind people that most people have a slow death. And if you don't want to have a slow death, then embark on said gene therapy. Whereas we could bring hundreds of people onto the podcast that are living a great long life that don't have a slow death. Yeah, I feel like it's not gene therapy that doesn't give you that. It's actually just living a life well lived that we've spoken about many times. Yeah. I mean, he says it. He says in that comment, you know, when he talks about um, God, 
um, in that from an epigenetic perspective, we're all influencing our genes. So my approach to epigenetic influence would be to do the things that we've been identifying um, to assist us in aging gracefully. Um, now, the fact that this drug's been used by less than 200 people worldwide and it's not approved for the use in humans by any country around the world at all, like it's not approved for use in any nation around the world and less than 200 people have used it. Um, but he's saying that it's safe. Like it reeks of a scientific experiments, very worrisome, where we know that through epigenetic control, which is control over your own genes with your modification of your environment, um, that you can live to 100 if you want to live that long and you can be happy and healthy and vibrant and experiencing the best of your life as you get older. Now, you can do that with lifestyle modification and that is genetic manipulation if you want to go down that route according to Dave's um, post. So for people that are going, oh, yeah, guys, but like show me the proof type thing, on episode 11 of 100 Not Out, we interviewed Mimi Kirk, who was voted by Peter the sexiest vegetarian over 50 in the world. And Mimi is now 85 years young. She's vegan. And she told us on this podcast that her genes were deplorable, despicable, completely butchered. If you looked at her sisters, her siblings, her parents, um, multitudes of medications, ungraceful aging and everything. And she told us very clearly, and she wasn't a fanatic about her diet. She was a fanatic about living a fulfilling life, not being stressed out all the time, being physically active, having good people around you. And that's the epigenetic response. That's the natural gene therapy that you create for your life when you live a lifestyle that allows you to age gracefully. And I think it's almost like the emperor's new clothes. You want to go on there and say, Dave, like he's actually got lots of photos of him with very few clothes on anyway. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're a smart man. Like yeah. you're being so commercially smart. immoral yeah. and yeah. financially unethical. Yeah. Why can't you be telling people that they can actually do this for free? Like, Find good friends, grow your own food, learn yeah. how to grow herbs like Damo, like actually <laughs> grow up and have a compelling reason to get out of bed every day. Like that stuff is free. You don't need some trial drug that hasn't been tested or isn't approved in any country that's going to allow you to not dig a grave. Like yeah. It just doesn't feel, and I actually feel like Damo, this is a terrible thing to say. But I feel like you and I are going to be alive at a time where a lot of these, and again, this is a, a headline from a, um, a podcast, rich white guys trying to live forever. One or two or more of these guys are going to die in our lifetime mm. from being the test tube baby of medical longevity. And I don't feel comfortable saying it, but it feels like this is destined for a crash of the most, you know, icky kind of circumstances. Yeah, well, we've been through this before. We've spoken about um, different diet champions um, who have espoused to a particular you know lifestyle or diet, and then they effectively died from the very thing that their diet was supposed to protect them from. Um, you know, and pretty and so, sixty nine, Atkins seventy two, South yeah. Beach diet sixty six. I mean, they're all pre premature deaths. 
I love I, I love how you can just rattle that stuff off. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> Gets me so excited, Piercy. Um, but I, you know, and so I feel like we're we're witnessing, you know, the potential here of something similar to ha- have happened. So we know there's a few people out there doing the whole biohacking thing, and you and I are so averse to biohacking. Um, and on you know multiple podcasts and multiple things, radio shows, all that sort of stuff. I I speak about um the avoidance of biohacking, um, and I, one of the things I've been reflecting on recently is: are, are we trying to live to one hundred, or are we trying to make the rest of our life the best of our life? And I and I in my mind have always felt I want to live to one hundred. I want to make it to one hundred, and. And I, I now feel like as I'm approaching 50 that when I make it to 100, I'll be really happy, but it's not necessarily my goal. You know, like my goal is to stay healthy and vibrant and bright and moving and as pain-free as possible and playing golf and doing all those sorts of things. I want to get in, I want to get invited onto a podcast so that I can talk about how I got to 100, you know. I don't know. We have podcasts in fifty years' time. Who knows? But it, that that's kind of where I want to be. But I'm, I'm not only aiming to get to one hundred. I'm aiming to really enjoy my life. You know, have a lot of happiness. I'm halfway there. You know. Yeah. You don't want the stats. It's actually about the fulfillment and the quality inside yeah. the stats. And yeah, um, next week will be the fiftieth birthday episode of DJK, and. <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to your 50th celebration. Did you know for your birthday, I'm going to bring you some Folly Statin Gene Therapy injectables. (laughs) $25,000 is what it costs. 25,000 bucks. I'm going to go to daveasprey.com forward slash gene therapy and join the biohacking pioneers embracing this life-changing therapy. And that's going to be your 50th birthday present. Well, you can Uh, shove it up your backside. God, I want it. (laughs) <laughs> but thanks anyway. I really appreciate it. Well, then my um, backside's never going to have a have a have a grave. My backside will live forever. <laughs> you have really short telomeres. I mean, long ones. You have long telomeres coming out of your backside. Um, oh dear. Yeah. Look, I find it really. Uh, I actually find it worrisome um, and worrying. Um, this is the new frontier of, I suppose, what was once called wellness. Um, and you know, where you and I kind of were pioneers in that whole wellness space back in the, in the um, day, yeah, in the early 2000s, day. that early 2000s kind of period where wellness became a word. And, um, and but we saw that get muddled, didn't we? Like, you know, at one point, we saw people trying to do heaps of things, um, to like hack their way into wellness, and then they created bloating and SIBO and, you know, all these things like happened. Yeah, SIBO wasn't a thing in the 1990s. It only came about when everyone started trying to get healthy. Yeah, yeah, totally. And we overused a whole lot of products. Like, I don't think – I think chia almost has become extinct. Um, coconut trees, they're missing a lot of coconuts. That, you know, I'm being a bit facetious, but we've just jumped onto different bandwagons to try and um, – hack our way into wellness um this year is the ultimate hack into longevity um but it ignores one of the major pillars of evidence-based medicine and that is the patient experience so you can say that this is scientific but scientific doesn't mean that it's necessarily true or correct um in fact 
It just means that up until now, the answers would suggest that this is the case. That's all that scientific means. Because if we go back a decade and we ask some questions um, about things that we know now, the answers back then will be different. And if we go back 50 years and we ask some questions about the answers to some things that we know now, the, the answers back then and 50 years ago will be different and we would have been terribly wrong. Like the way I think about um, looking at the nutrigenomic profiling and physiogenomic profiling and all those sorts of things that you know I've done in the past, I think about that 10 years ago when we were doing that the information I was giving back then, if I look at that information now, I was, I'm sure, wrong. And so that if I was to do that now uh, and do nutrigenomic and physiogenomic profiling with my patients now, which I don't do much anymore, if I was to do it now, it would be true and correct for right now. But in 10 years' time, I'm likely to have made some horrendous um, errors in my interpretation of the genes based on the data that we had at the time because all I looked at and considered was the science. Science is only one part of evidence-based medicine or even evidence-informed medicine. And the most important thing that we need to be mindful of and cognizant of is the patient experience and the practitioner's experience. So for Dave, who I think is a practitioner, for Dave to be saying this is safe, number one, I think is unethical because you can't say that something is safe when you're injecting somebody with something that has been shown to affect the brain, right? Follicle-stimulating hormone in the pineal gland of the brain. <laughs> Far out. Like it's just, it's, it blows my mind. Um, that, that to me ignores all evidence base and all he's doing in this case, particularly given that only 200 people have tried it or used it, all he's doing at this point in time is just taking a stab in the dark and having a guess and a punt on maybe whether or not something might be really good. It's like going to Mars in a 1968 space suit. Like it just doesn't make sense. And this is this is what's going to come back to bite, isn't it? I think we can all admit uh, we've got to be very mindful of the things that we think today. We, we aren't going to believe in 10 or 20 years' time. And let's just be really clear. Damo and I could be wrong here. Like Dave Asprey, we could be wrong. Dave Sinclair... We- you know, yeah. Brian Johnson spending two million bucks a year on his body yeah. and having a biological yeah. penis when he's forty-five of an eighteen-year-old and all the rest <laughs> of it. Like, like they could be the ones, and but, we yeah. could be the tools that we could be the tools. Blunt. We are yeah. the blunt tools. Yeah. That are, just, that are just flogging a dead horse with flogging the same it. lifestyle-based, you know, philosophy of aging gracefully. But yeah, if we want to talk data. You look at the billions of people that, are li- that have lived before us and everyone that's out there right now, they have a compelling reason to get out of bed. They're physically active. They love the people that they hang around and they, they eat well, but they're not fanatics and that allows them to live a great long life and they're not sticking injectables in all parts of their bodies in order to live a great long life. Damo, you've got to go and play golf. My kids are about to arrive home. We better stop yeah. now because we'll be talking yeah. about Gene therapy and follistatin, this, that, and the other for quite a while. But I'm so glad we did this episode. On the next episode, it is going to be a cel- no, well, it's going to be a celebration of Damo in the context of 100 Not Out and Longevity because the great man is on the verge of 50. He is the first one. It's just a humble raising of the bat at 50. It's not a Davy Warner jump for joy. It's the little nod. It's that little nod of the bat. It's just like, thank yeah. you. That's it. And you're in very good, Nick. Let's be honest. You're in extraordinary, Nick. You've done a great job. You have done a cracking job. 
without a I feel better now. Like I'd like to go back to 40 and just have a bit of a chat with myself and go that, self. You know what? We're going to do that on the next episode of 100 Not Out. All right. Because everyone listening would want to have another, would, have, would want to have a chat to their younger self about mm. uh, living and, and also um, vice versa. Damo, thank you as always. Sometimes I throw these topics at you with very little preparation and you can be so dynamic um, when there's news, there's hot news, comes across the desk, we fling it your way and you handle it with absolute grace and aplomb. So thank you so much for doing that on behalf of all of the listeners. We really appreciate that. Um, For everyone listening, if you haven't heard the promo so far, we are going to Ikaria and Sardinia. August, September 2024. If you would like to join us for 10 days or 20 days, one or both uh, locations, all the details are at 100notout.com. All the details, 100notout.com. Until next time, thank you for joining us on the podcast and continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.